for sports day drinking with don and dustin i'm don and i'm dustin coming to you live from lubbock texas and london england thanks for tuning in let's get to it Welcome everyone to D4 Sports, Dustin, episode number 20. 20, 20. the big, the big two zero. Oh man. Man, who'd have thought? Wasn't it? I didn't. Nope. Nope. But here we are. Here we are. We are pressing forward. We have 15 people in the D4 Bull Bonanza. Fantastic participation. And we'll, we'll, you know, share all the gory details of that here coming up and where we stand. But uh, here we are on the 19th of December, on the very cusp of the Christmas season. And uh, we're getting ready to, uh, to, to, to do our 20th show. We have a special guest on today uh, that we're looking forward to. Uh, but the, 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 the working title here, Dustin, and I think, you'll, I think you'll get this when I tell you, is D4 Rides the White Horse. Nice. Yeah, that's an old school story. Yeah, there it is. That will definitely that will definitely happen later. But that's a, a little teaser. And I, let me just say we're not doing heroin. Okay, just to be real clear, that's not what we're talking about. However, we are. I appreciate ride the that. I appreciate <laughs> you kind of throwing that out there. Well, you know that is actually what the phrase means, right? I mean, you know, and you go back all the way to the days of Jim Morrison and the Doors, and you know, and. And various other things, but the uh, and the Urban Dictionary adds some color to that. But we'll just uh, we'll leave it at that for now. But uh, so I, I, while I may not be doing heroin this afternoon, uh, we'll save that for another episode. Another episode. <laughs> I am enjoying a Negroni because though it is commonly a summer drink, I find that a little bit of bitterness in the winter is a really nice touch. So you know. Late in the afternoon, it's already dark here over in England, so little Negroni to uh, add to the evening. Dustin, what are you enjoying today? I've got a, a smorgasbord of things going on, um, hmm. and, and no, I do not know how to spell that. No. <laughs> but but uh, our guest speaker today um, decided to uh, gift me uh, several different drinks in the mail. Hmm. Angela thought uh, I had purchased some things with his card. Uh, unbeknownst to her because it it came in with his name on it. Um, And Mm. uh, I informed her that, uh, that he had asked what my address was before. Um, So I assumed it was coming from him via mail, but I didn't know what it was until she texted me last night. So first off, we've got a Waterloo orange vanilla sparkling water. Orange vanilla. Okay. It's it's not as Bad as you would think, it's actually okay. All, All right, right, this All next right. this this next one is it's something. <laughs> um, it's Spindrift uh-huh. sparkling water. Yep. Nojito. Oh no! <laughs> the Nojito, nice. Yep. Lime and mint, and hold on. Oh, that's that's something <laughs> that, that 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 hits. That, that was a that was a sip for a video podcast right there. Yeah, huh. that that hits non-alcoholically. Oh, that's <laughs> well. It, and I, I, and then I got oh I got one more, one more. I have a <laughs> rowdy mermaid <laughs> kombucha. Oh no! 
Yeah, yeah. Organic savory peach. It's peach and thyme. Oh. <laughs> and it's peachy. Is it uh, better or worse than the nojito? Oh, it's better. Yeah. <laughs> that no, that nojito. <laughs> you know, I, I just have to say, and again, we will get to our guest, you know, in our second segment, but it is totally on character that he would, you know, send drinks ahead of time. I. Oh yeah. It's exactly what one would expect. So. Uh, well, anyways. and I felt like I had to 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 open it all up just to yeah. uh, to get it out there. You know, there no, there was another one, uh, Pierre sparkling water, peach flavored. But since I had the kombucha or yeah. the rowdy mermaid, I decided to just just do that one instead. I just a rowdy mermaid should be a cocktail. I mean, maybe it is, but I mean, it might be. It might be, but that's a uh, that's a. But good like one. you said, it's very on point for our guest. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, technically, I have a smorgasbord of drinks, too. I have my Negroni. I have in uh, classic British fashion. I have a little bit of tea with some milk and then some water. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying to mix things up as well. But, uh, yeah, so go. I'm going to say I'm going to take a quick shot of this Negroni. While, Dustin, why don't you give me your opening shot for the week? All right. So my opening shot comes all the way from New Jersey. All right. Okay. So I don't know if you've heard this story. There was a, a pizzeria in New Jersey. I think it's Coniglio's Old Fashioned Pizzeria. So they had set up for Tommy DeVito to come in <laughs> and and be a guest. Tommy Cutlets. The, Tommy Cutlets. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. <clears throat> Lots of cutlets on, cutlets on his shoulders. Yeah. Um, but uh, he he had set up to go in and they had paid uh, ten thousand dollars. Uh, for to, for wow. him to come in and be be a guest and have people come by and, and meet him, and, you know, meet and greet, sign some things, right? Well, after his comeback win against the Packers, mm-hmm. um, that price went from ten thousand to twenty thousand. Oh, yep. So his agent decided to uh, call the company and change the amount. Not only change it, but completely double it. Right. Yep. And that's a that, I mean, that's a hefty amount, especially for a, you know, family owned business. Um, hey, Tommy DeVito. Exactly. So uh, with that price increase, the uh, the company decided that they couldn't do that. Um, and mm-hmm. they were pretty upset about it, you know, obviously. Um, but uh, they kind of went to social media with it and it became something bigger um, than uh, than I think Tommy DeVito wanted it to be. But um, on their post to say that they had to cancel it, they showed a video underneath that post of Eli Manning coming in and making <laughs> pizzas and um, learning how to throw the dough and do all that stuff. So it was a little uh, a, a good Ooh. play by the the pizzeria to post that yeah. video right after saying that Tommy DeVito uh, had doubled his prices. Well, that that certainly that seems like Tommy DeVito getting a little big for his britches, don't you think? I in mean, one win. Well, hey, he won with the Giants, so that's saying something. But even still, I uh, even still, that seems a little premature to be doubling your prices. I mean, I know you know he's probably in the mafia, um, so maybe he, <laughs> oh, you took a drink of something there. I don't know what, but I, oh well, yeah, you do. No, not, no, he <laughs> do. There you go. I could see that on your face, but yeah, no, I don't know, Tommy DeVito. That's uh, boy, that's. That's quick. That that's that's pretty quick to uh, 
to go uh, doubling your prices. I, they could get D4 for a lot less than that. Oh, easily, easily. But my thing is, it's just that, you know, his agent in his ear just saying, hey, oh, yeah. hey you're getting big. You're getting big. Let's do this. You know, you can get yeah, more yeah. money out of this. And I mean, especially when you've already committed to it, mm. just go just go through with it. Just go do your thing. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see how that plays out. And let's face it, I, I, you know, between you and me, I think Tommy DeVito's days as a starting quarterback in the NFL are numbered. But uh, I guess you never know. All right, yeah, no, I, that's what I hadn't heard. I, I'm actually going to go to the NHL uh, for my opening shot. And the Edmonton Oilers. Edmonton Oilers, one of the teams that everybody thought was going to be, you know, kind of the big team of the year, certainly one of the favorites, Connor McDavid, you know, arguably the best player in the NHL. Well, Edmonton starts off and they struggled pretty bad early. I think they were like four and eight in their first 12 games or something like that. And uh, November 13th, they fired the head coach, which was totally surprising. I mean, yeah, they had a slow start, but everybody thought, you know, well, that, where'd that come from? Nobody, nobody could really see it, right? No, nobody knew why that was happening. But Connor McDavid, in particular, started very slowly. Uh, in his first 12 games, uh, or in his first 11 games, he only had 10 points. He was, you know, like, I don't know, 60th in the league in scoring or something. Well, they replaced the head coach on the 13th of November, and guess who they hired to be the head coach? Chris Knobloch, who was Connor McDavid's junior coach, and they made uh, Connor McDavid's agent the CEO of hockey. Huh. Guess, guess what's happened since then? A, a change, for sure. 31 points over his next 15 games, 28 points in 12 games. He has scored in all in 12 straight games, double digits in nine of them, including back-to-back four assist games. And he is now the, I think, fourth or fifth in the league in scoring in less than a month. Not bad. <laughs> so everybody was like, at first they were like, you know, and, some people were wondering if Connor McDavid orchestrated it. And I think he kind of went online early to kind of say, Oh no, 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 that this wasn't me. This wasn't about me, but <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of odd. All of a sudden it's the Connor McDavid team in Edmonton, which frankly it probably should be anyway, because he's the best player in the league. But since they made that change, he has just been absolutely on fire and, uh, and setting it up. And uh, I, I, I'm trying to think of any other, like parallel to that. It would almost be like if if your starting quarterback in the NFL was struggling and so you brought in like his personal quarterback coach to, to come in to come in coach him or something, which I, I again I can't think of anything like it. But he, here you are, Edmonton, completely flipped the script, brought in Connor McDavid's boys, and suddenly he's setting the league on fire again. That is kind of a crazy story because you, you kind of just wonder what was the, the catalyst, like I know the guys change and he feels comfortable with him, but that's a, <clears throat> the difference there is enormous. Yeah. And so you're and, just and, like, what, <laughs> how did that happen? Yeah. Well, and, and to be fair, I mean, I haven't had a chance to watch any of Edmonton's games, so I don't know if they've completely changed the style of play. I, I don't know what they're doing, <clears throat> but either way, I mean, just kind of a crazy one. I've been sitting on that story for a couple of weeks. Cause I was like, this is, this is kind of wild. I mean, you know, he just all of a sudden caught fire as soon as they got rid of the coach. And uh, 
and went there. And just another little brief tidbit. Uh, speaking of getting rid of coaches, another team in the NHL fired their head coach, and that was the St. Louis Blues. The St. Louis Blues parted with uh, Barubi. I think it was Craig. I can't remember his first name now. Uh, who's the fourth, fourth winningest coach in St. Louis history and the only one to bring them a Stanley Cup in 2019. And I guess for some reason they decided they'd had enough. This one also kind of caught the hockey world by surprise, but uh, kind of the end of an era for those of us who were St. Louis Blues fans and rode that wave to the Stanley Cup. Ruby, pretty much the last piece of that. I guess Bennington's still around. He you know, was the rookie goalie that year when he, he carried us there, but the rest of the most of the rest of the blues players have moved on since then. You got another opening shot for me. Um, I was going to, I was going to bring up some, some women's college basketball. Um, I know how much you, you, you love that. I've been following Um, it. Been following it. I know you have. I know you have. I just (laughs) real quick. I just wanted to bring up the, the angel Reese thing again. You know how we talked Mm -hmm. about Mm -hmm. uh, her not playing and things like that. And I just went back and looked to see what, you know, if she was still playing quite a bit or how, how did that look? Right. Uh, and they've kind of played some cupcake teams um, since that Virginia Tech win. Uh, mm-hmm. But since she has come back, she's averaging 21 points and 11 rebounds a game. Ooh, and that's so, pretty good. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I would say that's, <laughs> yeah. that's pretty good. But it, it just, it made me think because we talked about, you know, how long do you sit your players out or, or what is the, the kind of punishment um, route that most teams go and you, and you sit them for the games that don't really matter for the most part. Um, mm-hmm. But again, like I said, we don't know what, what is be- behind the scenes um, on all of that. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I kind of, I kind of wanted to go back and look at, at that and see what that looked like just because we had brought her up, you know, several times yep. before yeah, um, and just kind of wanted to go back and see. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, maybe she's just, I, I mean, 21 and 11. I want, is she just playing mad or is this just how she, good she but is? She's a good, or? that's how good she yeah. is. Yeah. Like she, I mean, they won the the title last year um, at, at LSU. And so um, she was, she was the catalyst for it. Like she was the face of the team last year. Um, mm-hmm. But I just, you know, I just looked into that and wanted to mention it, but the, the, the shot I really wanted to go with is uh, I don't know if you saw, Going back to LSU, Jaden Daniels, okay, the Heisman Trophy winner, mm. has decided mm-hmm. to sit out his bowl game. Oh, yeah. Oh. Nice. So he has said, you know, I'm going to enter the draft. So in order to look towards my future, I am going to go ahead and sit out my bowl game mm-hmm. after winning the Heisman and work on getting to the NFL, leaving the rest of his team high and dry. Um, yeah. so we, we talked uh, quite a bit about that the other day, how I personally feel that you're in the trenches with these guys. You go to war with these guys, you work with them day in and day out, you get into the bowl game, whether it's the one you want to be in or not. And then you just say, Hey guys, love you. I'm out. Yeah. And, uh, it's just kind of disappointing. Well, I mean, you know, it just kind of highlights the overall trend in, college sports, right? Or at least college football, right? With the NIL deals, with the transfer portal. Um, you know, it was always said college football, you're playing for the name on the front NFL, you're playing for the name on the back. And I think we have, we're pretty, pretty much put a bow on that one and say, yeah, pretty much everybody's playing for the name on the back now. Um, right. And you know, I mean, 
when tens of millions of dollars are at stake, uh, it's hard. It's hard to mount much of an argument against it. But for those of us who, you know, love sports and love our teams beyond any single player, you know, it's pretty, uh, pretty disappointing. But uh, and I know we can sound kind of like a revolving door with some of these stories, yeah. but like with the Jaden Daniels things, like that's the big thing right now. That's the 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 end thing to do if mm-hmm. you're making the money. Um, yep. Like you said, it's it's now becoming the name on the back for college. So mm-hmm. yep. it's just kind of kind of frustrating to see that. Yeah, it is. Well, who is our favorite NFL coach right now, or should I say former? But uh, Captain Confidence down there in San Diego. Coach Staley. Coach, uh, well, Staley. Maybe we should remove the coach label because <clears throat> Captain Staley, Captain Confidence, who had tremendous belief in himself, despite how bad the performance on the field was, got let go. And uh, that means that my good buddy, my favorite coach in the NFL, Sean Payton, is now the second longest tenured coach in the AFC West at 14 games. <laughs> with uh, with Staley gone and with McDaniels gone, that puts Andy Reid and then Sean Payton. So uh, that's great. But also, to make up for that, we did have our first of, no doubt, many Easton Stick to Stone Smart connections. So, yeah. in fact, th- three he got three catches. Easton Stick to Stone Smart. That's a that's a pure D four quarterback receiver combo right there. I still think Easton Stick is a baseball player, but oh, it you has know, to, well, has to, be. <laughs> has to be. I'm totally with you on that. Totally you know, as a kid, he's like, "Watch this, mom and dad. I'm not even touching a baseball bat." That's right. <laughs> that's right. You can name me Easton Stick all you want, but I still ain't doing it. Right. At least they didn't go play soccer. You know, that'd be even worse probably. But uh, also, <laughs> and you know, the rumor was online that you could have gotten tickets to the Falcons-Panthers game this last weekend for 45 cents. Um, not sure that was actually true. I did look, and that, uh, before kickoff, there were still an awful lot of tickets available for 15 bucks, you know, from the official website. But I, so I don't know. I don't know if I sent it to you. No, I didn't. So I... Somebody, somebody posted online a story about the, about how bad the attendance was, and so I went onto the ESPN game write up, and ESPN had it listed at ninety five percent capacity in the stadium, <laughs> and, or like the, and maybe that's the number of tickets that were sold. But I'm telling yeah. you, if there were ten thousand people there, that I that would I that would be huge because there was nobody at that game. Now, to be fair. Terrible weather, torrential downpours, just rough, cold, blustery day to go sit outside and watch the Carolina Panthers and the Atlanta Falcons. But, I mean, there was nobody there. There was nobody there. Well, it, it, I do think ESPN goes off the tickets sold. Um, Have to. Because Have to. there's no way when you look at capacity on some of these games that they're actually at that capacity. Um, yeah. I still think 45 cents is way too much to pay for uh, that game's <laughs> ticket. So uh, I would, I would have held off on that one too. I mean, that's, that's Dustin, what are we coming to? That's more than two bucks for a family of four to go to a football game. How can we afford that? It's tough. I mean, you, you still, you got to be able to feed your family. So you can't throw in to, some free, throw in some free parking and maybe you have something, but Oof. maybe some nachos know. too. Oh, 
Well, now you're now you're asking a lot. All right. Well, we'll do D four. You know, uh, housekeeping later. We'll uh, keep you up to date on you know our fantasy sports and the uh, the D four bull bonanza. But I do want to take one more opportunity or one opportunity to say the Detroit Pistons. They're hanging in twenty four in a row. They're two away from the single season record. The longest ever is 28, but that came across two seasons. So 26 is the longest losing streak within a single season. They have not won a game since the 28th of October. So it's close, but they have Utah. They have back-to-back against Brooklyn and then Boston. So I'm just saying Utah and Brooklyn are beatable. Those are beatable teams. If they don't get it, they're not beating Boston, and then they're probably not going to turn around and salvage it at Toronto. So, I but uh, boy, I'll tell you what they're they're threatening. They're they're pushing the limits here. Uh, and meanwhile, and, the, the Spurs have bailed out. They won after yeah. eighteen losses. Yeah, yeah, they had a back to back with the Lakers in one game two of that one. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- this would have been interesting though if they could have made it to January tenth. The Spurs play the Pistons. Oh. <laughs> so <laughs> that would have been fun if they Had both would have been there because somebody yeah. would have January maybe 10th. had a win. It would the turn Pistons into the NFL win. at that point. Hey, we're just stopping. We'll go to overtime. If it's tied That's after right. that, we're just calling it. That's right. If they make it to January 10th, the Pistons will probably be at like 33 or 34 or something. That's that's crazy. So, uh, yeah, the Pistons, come on, baby. You can do it. We're all pulling for you here in D4 world. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, friends of D4, it is with tremendous pleasure that we now welcome our third guest ever to the D4 world in our 20th episode, a man who, to everybody we know, needs no introduction, but, you know, to those out in the broader world, might a little bit. This is my wife's cousin, Dustin's cousin, and arguably, I don't know, Dustin, would you say he's the coolest person we've ever known? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Be, beyond I mean, a shadow of a doubt. That, that There's very little competition that Matt Houchin is is arguably the coolest man we've ever known. And we welcome here today to D4 Sports. I'm blushing. Thank you, guys. Thank you for having me. Uh, I was excited. I got a shout out in the last episode in your yep. Raiders game anecdote. So for all the fans that wanted to hear more about that guy, here I am. So <laughs> glad to be here. That was a heck of a game, though, wasn't it? That was fun. Yeah, definitely. Love that stadium, yeah. too. Yeah. Well, and boy, there's so many so many things we could talk about here. But uh and we, you know, we're we're not gonna, you know, do a whole. I mean, we could do a whole Matt Houchin episode, I suppose, but uh, we'll probably limit it to just a single segment. But uh, first off, I have to ask you, what are you drinking? Uh, uh, I mean, this is day drinking with Don and Dustin. So, what what do you what did you bring to the party? Yeah, I've got a couple things. Um, I have uh, it's just called Lager. It's by Steady Hand Beer Company here in Atlanta. <laughs> Nice. That's a beautiful can. Steady hand. Nice. Steady hand lager. Nice. And then in honor of Dustin, I have some water. So I have a liquid death, uh, just mountain water, just plain liquid death mountain water. Nice. There you go. Yeah. Nice. 
Which is better? Um, <laughs> probably the beer. I gotta say the beer. But, I was gonna say the nojito. The nojito is better. Do you like the nojito, Dustin? No, no, I don't. <laughs> nojito, you don't. Um, I sent Dustin some water, uh, several waters to try. But are you not a mojito fan? Uh, not, not too much. Okay. Uh, I wasn't a big mojito guy, but I'm gonna definitely drink it all. So all right, hey, that's the way Dustin goes. He powers through. You know, no matter what it tastes like, he's committed to <laughs> not finishing. wasting a drop of that blessed sparkling water. Have you tried the that's orange right. vanilla yet? Got it right here, my friend. All right. Have you cracked it open? I did. It's actually pretty yeah. good. Yeah, that one yeah. was a big hit when my sister was visiting last week. And then kombucha. And then I yeah, the... I didn't know if you'd tried uh, kombucha. It's I had not. So this is the Rowdy Mermaids, my first go at it. Your first kombucha ever. And I'm here I for it. so. Thank wow. you. <laughs> and then uh, I do. I have one other recommendation. They didn't have it available on Instacart, but um, it's called Alive Ancient Mushroom Elixir. And uh, it's only 20 calories and it literally it tastes just like soda. And uh, this is a root beer flavored and it's made with mushrooms and whatever else. But supposedly healthy for you. A great replacement. So I may have uh, to definitely recommend that. that. I, I was not I gotta say, to say that. I, I got to say, Matt, every time somebody says it tastes just like anything else, I am like, yeah, OK, you lost me right there. I'm, yeah. I'm just not buying it. No, GT is alive. Ancient mushroom elixir. Check it out. Let me know what you think. It uh, contains reishi, chaga, and turkey tail mushrooms. They probably don't need to allow that in the UK. <laughs> <laughs> probably not. <laughs> well, I have to say, and I know we don't do a video podcast, uh, and if you look at Dustin and me, you probably instantly see why, but you, sir, are decked out spectacularly um, yep. in, in your sporting attire. What, what, uh, what's the story here? What do we got working? I just want to get in the spirit. Um, I, uh, I'm not a huge sports guy. I don't watch a lot of sports, but I like to act like I'm into sports and, and mm -hmm. fit in with sports types. Always been a big Bay area sports fan my whole life. I don't know why, uh, growing up in Minnesota, but, uh, today I'm sporting <laughs> an Oakland A's Jersey, San Francisco 49ers hat. And to my left on the wall, I actually have a San Jose sharks foam finger. Um, wow. so wow. Yeah, really wow. going all okay. out. Now, so I remember because the game that we went to together that I referenced last week yep. was um, you had set yourself sort of uh, kind of an early life bucket list or something to that effect, if I remember correctly. Is that is that correct? Yeah, I moved to, get, I moved to San Francisco in 2018 and I created a Bay Area bucket list um, that just had everything I wanted to knock out while I was in the Bay Area. So uh, all mm -hmm. the sporting events were on there. So I think I made it to uh, just about everything that I wanted to. And the, the Raiders game was on that list and we got to go, had great seats and it was mm -hmm. a beautiful day. Had a great time. I, did, did you know you... how hungover I was? <laughs> that was a surprise to me <laughs> <laughs> listening to the podcast. So you faked it pretty well. Uh, thanks very much. <laughs> yeah. Did, did you go to, was it the national championship game? Uh, yeah, that football? was my only time at Levi Stadium. Um, yeah. I was at work and someone just came up to me and they're like, do you want to go to the national championship game tonight? And I was like, ah, I can't. And then I was thinking about <laughs> it for 10 seconds. I was like, I got to go. Um, so, yeah, got to see uh, Alabama versus Clemson. Nice. Yeah. Who won that one? Because I know they've played a few times. Clemson. I was in the Alabama section and it was uh, it was a sad, a sad scene over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I imagine. I imagine. So. All right. So you say you're not a big sports fan. 
Um, which, you know, I mean, I know you well enough to know that sports is certainly not uh, your all-consuming passion. But, um, <clears throat> but you've definitely I – mean, I remember there was one time we were up visiting family, and uh, you seemed pretty conversant about, like, the North Stars at that time, the Minnesota North Stars. Yeah, that, I – Not true? I don't know. As a kid, I was really tuned in. I grew up in the 80s and uh, early 90s, and the Twins were – they won the World Series twice then. Um, so I, I collected baseball cards, I collected basketball cards. So I, I've always known all the rules of sports. I've played a lot of sports, mainly soccer. Um, I really love sports movies and I love documentaries about sports. Like that would be my go-to choice of movie. Usually it's just like a 30 for 30 from ESPN. Um, I've, uh, I did the play-by-play for my high school basketball team on our local public access station. Um, I was the mascot for our major league soccer team in Minnesota. Did you guys know that? I did not know that. That's yeah, right. I did not what, either. What, what is the mascot? It was a loon, which is our state bird in Minnesota. Yeah. So this was uh, right before they went into the MLS. They were a team called the Minnesota Thunder and then the Minnesota United. And I knew they were going into the MLS. So I, I tried out to be a mascot and I got to be the loon, which was uh, an awesome experience. <laughs> so give me a little little insight into a mascot tryout. What, is, what does that look like? That was one of the most awkward experiences of my life. Because um, <laughs> you just go, I don't know what it's like at other sports teams, but for this, uh, I just went to the Minnesota United office, which was just this nondescript office in St. Louis Park, Minnesota. I met this uh, woman who was very nice, and she asked me a couple of questions, and then it's basically like, all right, we'll try on the, the suit. And uh, you had to be at least 5'10". That was one of the requirements. So I passed that. And then um, she brought me into the office where everyone else was working. And she's like, all right, do your thing. And like everyone is just <laughs> sitting around this huge central table with like earbuds in, like trying to work. And I just had to, to start performing and get their attention. And, and uh, it was just nobody really wanted me to be there. But I was like, <laughs> I got to make the most of this. I got to do this. So I just started walking around and doing like the Hulk Hogan thing, trying to get people to make some noise. I, I tried to start a wave in the office and just <laughs> doing whatever, whatever I could think of to, uh, to pass the test. And I guess I did. Acting like a loon. <laughs> yeah, I did. I had a, a pretty good loon strut going. Um, I, don't, I don't know how loons act. They seem pretty yeah, I'm chill. not sure what a loon <laughs> strut would be, but uh, I can use my imagination on that. But yeah. it was, it's a great mascot suit because the feet are just, I just wore Adidas Sambas, so it's not oh, nice. this awkward thing. So I was able to, during halftime and running around the stadium, you're able to play and interact and kick the soccer ball around. And so it wasn't like a super awkward mascot costume. Nice. Yeah, yeah, I, nice. I, I, I think I, sh- I might have shared this story on here, but when I was way back in my earlier life, I directed the pep band at our high school. And for one of the games, I put on our Wildcat costume and – absolutely scared my son to death my son sam <laughs> at that time i think he was three he was two and yeah. a half or three years old and he came out and he was in the stands and i came up to direct and he was cowering and i literally had to open the mask to show him that it's me I'm like <laughs> and he looked yeah. at me for months afterward you the wildcat you the wildcat he called me that's what he, he called me the wildcat for quite a while that's what i'm gonna call been you my, from now on might have been my coolest parenting moment ever when he's like, you the wildcat? I'm like, yeah, I'm the wildcat. <laughs> I love it. Uh, I definitely made several babies cry, definitely. <laughs> and then another weird thing about it is 
people will just walk up and just hand you their babies to take photos, which is, <laughs> I, I don't recommend this to anyone out there because you don't know who I am. You don't know, uh, like we can't see anything. We can hardly see anything. They just like right. toss you their baby and take a cute photo. So <laughs> yeah, see, I just, parents. I just had young punks come up and pull in my tail in that costume. And I just about yeah. decked a couple of junior hires because I was like, I was actually trying to direct the band. <laughs> so I, wasn't, I wasn't really, I wasn't really down for all the rest of the stuff, but uh, gotcha. I did. I had a handler with me, so that helps oh, keep the riffraff yeah, away. I never got anything like that for yeah. obvious reasons. I was just a pet, pet band director. Nobody's, nobody's caring about me that much. <laughs> all right. So athletics wasn't necessarily your thing. I um, was kind of a jock in high school. I played soccer. Well, I wore a letter jacket famously for several years after high school in my web series, The Bloomington Brothers. Indeed. Um, Go check it out. And uh, I played comedy sports professionally. So, mm -hmm. Well, that matters. Well, see, that's where I was going, actually, because now you have done quite a bit of improv comedy. Yes. Uh, you've done, well, you've been a DJ uh, all yeah. over the place. You a lot have... of weird jobs. Yeah, you, well, I don't know about weird, you, but you've done a lot of stuff kind of... A lot of, of random jobs. Connected to the entertainment industry. That's true. Yeah, I guess they're not random. It's Yeah. I don't yeah. have like accountant in there anywhere. Well, yeah. I, could you be an accountant? I probably could. Yeah, I'm pretty good at math. <laughs> so, maybe someday. Maybe someday I'll get to that. Some oh, well, entertaining you know, accountant. Let's... Maybe... We, we could figure something out here where Matt could do a ride-along in the hearse, Dustin, or something. And we yeah. could, you know, we could, we could, we could make something go here. A true I've never been in a moment. I would love that. It w it, I've been in it a few times. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's interesting. Yeah. So that, that, yeah, that could be something, huh? <laughs> Just have him right next to me or in the back, whichever you prefer. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. There's plenty of room in the back. Aren't there rules about that? Or, or are there no rules about hearses? Uh, I don't think so. Cause I slept in it. So, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I mean, <wow. laughs> Yeah. I mean, like after that. 54 hours, you kind of just have to do something. Yeah. I don't know if you heard that story. I, I don't, it was, that I was episode four or five. It was pretty early on, but yeah, he had I'll quite a weekend where he spent 50 <laughs> right. hours in a hearse. Uh, wow. Yeah. In, over, a two, right. in, a, in a barely over two day period. Dang. So, all right. I got to check yeah, out that episode. That is, uh, <laughs> that is something that very few people can say, I, I would say, but, uh, Okay, so so let me ask you this. So I know now because I because obviously we're still friends and family, and I I know that you work for a large technology company similar to what I do yep. at this point. But um, you know, you've done all of these different things. You've done you know some really hysterical comedy stuff online. Thank uh, you've you. done stand up. You've done improv. I know you did. Mm. I you, you actually have a degree in film, right? Yes. Yeah. Especially so I mean, radio, like, TV, film. Okay. Well, see, so you like, you know what you're doing. Like you're, you're probably sitting here looking at this podcast going, man, I could make this better off, you know, on a heart. No, but I, I do. <laughs> I have my own podcast and we just mainly record on our iPhones over zoom. So you guys with, with this setup, it's uh it's actually pretty good. You guys are up there. Yeah. Well, so where I was going with this was, I mean, what, what is kind of the, your favorite thing that you've done? I mean, what are some of the top memories you have of some of your, you know, entertainment production type of things? Well, with my current job at the tech company, uh, it's called Zscaler. I have had tons of travel opportunities, so gone all over the world, got to go to Europe a few times, a few places in Asia, um, different islands and things like that. So that's been a crazy opportunity to do. 
um, to tie it back into sports for four years, I had the opportunity. I produced two sports TV shows, which I'm sure you guys are big fans of. And uh, most of your listeners are fans of softball 360 and mm -hmm. sledhead 24 seven. So the first mm -hmm. one's about softball, obviously. And uh, the second one was about snowmobiling. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I, I produced those. And um, for the softball show, we got to go to major league baseball stadiums and put on home run derbies before the major league baseball games. So I was oh, nice. down on the floor of like 15 or 16 different stadiums doing these weird softball home run derbies with these big roided up softball players. <laughs> there wasn't a whole lot of drug testing happening. Is that what you're saying? No, there's no drug testing in professional <laughs> softball. That would decimate the league if, if they knew. There'd be like three guys there. But I, I, you, you can just look at these guys. You don't need to test. It's, it's very, <laughs> it's very Mark McGuire-y. Did you even know that there was a, such a thing as professional softball, Dustin? Um, the only reason I knew that was because of Matt and what he did. Ah, um, I did know that about Matt, about softball and the, and, uh, the snowmobile. But it, uh, I wouldn't have otherwise. Uh, I wouldn't have thought that was something. I mean, I have some friends that play actually played travel softball yeah. um, after playing in college, but I didn't think it was like a professional league. I thought it was just like old men playing in tournaments. Yeah, it can be serious. Yeah, no, and I played, uh, boy, three or four years of adult softball, and I eventually moved into, I guess, what was like the, the D League. I'm not sure if it went all the way to A, but, and we went and we played in tournaments, and some of these guys were a little, well, far too serious uh, for the actual quality of softball being played. So <laughs> I, I certainly knew it got competitive, but I would have never thought much above that. Yeah, um, it's, it's crazy. A lot of these guys played uh, baseball in college, they played even, you know, minor league baseball for one guy, Rusty Bumgardner, played for the Marlins for a little bit. And then they just got injured or just didn't have it or got drug tested out of the major leagues <laughs> and uh, did softball. But you'd go to these games and they actually had home run limits because they could literally step to the plate and hit a home run every time a ball was pitched because the technology yeah. of the bats combined with just these Hulk dudes, um, they, they had to to put a limit on the home runs I could hit <laughs> and actually like run bases and, uh, and do plays in the outfield and stuff. Yeah. Well, and I actually, I, I do remember that, that when I was playing, we could only hit one home run an inning and every home run yeah. after that was an out actually. Um, yeah. Was that a problem for you? For Cause you just, you're just hitting yeah. home runs every, yeah. every time at bat. Not me. Maybe that was a problem um, for you. From, from what I remember that, Nick, they saved the home run for you because you couldn't keep it in play. You just bombed it every time. So yeah, they were like, we'll let Nick, that. we'll let Nick do this. Yeah, I think we have differing memories on that, but you know, it, maybe you're right. <laughs> I mean, let's face it, adult softball, Dustin, we did our, you know, top sports for drinking, I don't know, back 10 episodes or so ago. And I, we, I didn't even consider adult softball, but. Actually, oh, wow. no, I, I might have mentioned it. I'm at your church softball league where, yeah, the only people that are what? watching are, you know, your poor, lonely neighbor or your wife. All right. So, Matt, one of the reasons that we wanted to have you on is because mm -hmm. in true Matt Houchin fashion, you are doing something extremely interesting for 2024. And extremely. I want to give you an opportunity to talk about this. Uh, tell us what you're doing and, and why you're doing it. Thank you. Yeah, this is huge. And it's pretty cool 
for you guys too, because you have the scoop. This is the first time this is getting out there on a podcast or a news, anything. Right. And uh, this, this is going to be a big deal. I'm pledging to wear a Hard Rock Cafe t-shirt every single day of 2024. No one's ever mm -hmm. done this. No one's ever done this, as far as I know. So this is well, that's, that's this an is important historic. caveat, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and uh, I I thought of doing this, and then I realized it's going to be a leap year. So that's an extra day. So this is like nobody can ever top this. That's a good point. Unless somebody, yeah, nobody can nobody can ever top this. Yeah, no. I was going to say someone could. I don't start think they'll ever add a day. December third. Yeah, I was going to say someone could start. <laughs> someone could hear this start December thirty first. Beat me by, by a day, but you, the best you could do is tie for a full calendar year. That's right. So yeah. Yep. So where did this idea come from? I don't know. Uh, most <laughs> most of my best ideas, I I don't know where they come from. Uh, it, it, it just popped into my head one day. I had quite a few hard rock cafe shirts. I think we were moving and I, I, for some reason thought it'd be funny if I just wore hard rock cafe shirts every day for a year. And then the idea kind of went away and then it came back to me. And then I just, one night I was up till like two or three in the morning, just getting really, really fired up about this idea. And I decided, you know, I could, this could be a huge thing. I could make it for a charity or raise money for different charities. Um, so I went through all these ideas and iterations, contacted a bunch of friends and people I knew at nonprofits, and we've decided uh, that I'm doing this to raise money and awareness for Free Guitars for Kids, which is an awesome organization. I know mm -hmm. uh, all the, the, the main guys behind that, and um, we're going to put a lot of guitars in kids' hands, and I'm going to wear a lot of Hard Rock Cafe shirts around the world. Fantastic. We'll see where this goes. Yeah, and so, you kind of tie it all together with, with Hard Rock Cafe and Guitars for Kids. I mean... Yeah, I was trying to think of uh, music is the the encompassing thing. Yeah, I, there's other uh, you know charities that I I would be passionate about, but I wanted to make it make sense. It's like, I, I, you know, criminal justice reform, Hard Rock Cafe didn't seem to be. <laughs> it's a natural fit, I think. To, all right, well maybe I'll have to reconsider. <laughs> we'll see. But yeah. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm doing. Okay, so where have you sourced your Hard Rock Cafe shirts, and are you like? <clears throat> Do you have 366 or what are we doing? Good question. Here? Good question. So I have not promised to wear a different Hard Rock Cafe shirt every day for a year. That would be a good like side goal. Maybe that's going to happen. We'll see where this goes. But um, I have about uh, 15 shirts right now. Okay. And most of them have been sourced from places I've traveled. And I'll go to the Hard Rock Cafe, not to eat because it's not the greatest, but uh, I will buy a shirt. <laughs> I've always, always liked the shirts. That's quite a plug, Matt. That's, quite a plug. <laughs> That's This is not sponsored by Hard Rock Cafe. I just want to make that very clear. This Fair is enough. not a corporate yeah. stunt. Um, the food's not bad, but it's kind of like, do you like Applebee's? You'll love the Hard Rock Cafe. Um, <laughs> no offense if you like Applebee's. Uh, Man, which is also... for, for our UK listeners who might not know what Applebee's <laughs> oh, yeah, is, no, just think about Weatherspoons. And Weatherspoons is a pub chain here that, in our mind, is the closest thing to Applebee's that we've yet to find. Although they have much better fish and chips than Applebee's would ever produce. And I've only eaten at the Hard Rock Cafe once, so I, I have nothing to say about it. But I, I'm going to yeah. take your word for it. You must have one in London. There is. Yeah. In fact, we walked past it um, just a few weeks back. So we... Uh, did you think of me? I, 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 well, I did think of you. Unfortunately... Nice. The crowds in London at Christmas time are pretty excessive, but uh, but you know since you've come on the pod, I don't know. I have to, mate. We'll see what happens, Matt. At least get a shirt, or else uh, me and Heff will have to come visit 
and yep, well, we can hey, all go buy That's a shirt the together. best solution right there. That is the yep. best solution, no doubt. But uh, so, all right. So for guitars for kids, your heart. So, uh, so let me ask you this: Are you are you like I'm wearing a hard rock T-shirt all day every day, or it's just going to be on your body at some point during the day? What's the commitment good, level? Here? Good question. No, it'll be. I'll either be wearing a hard rock cafe shirt or no shirt. It's not a t-shirt necessarily. Cause it's, you know, it gets cold. So I, I have, sure. I did order a sweatshirt recently from eBay, a uh, hard rock cafe, Chicago. And, uh, I do have a, a button up hard rock cafe shirt, a white button up shirt for formal events that I'll have to go to this year. Um, and, but yeah, so if I'm wearing a shirt, it'll be a hard rock cafe shirt. I will, I have, you know, I'll allow myself to wear a jacket over again, if it's a formal events or if it's freezing cold outside, I'll need a jacket, but, um, yeah, unless Hard Rock Cafe makes a, a blazer or a winter jacket, then, then I'll try to get one of those. <laughs> well, it, it looks like you've got an undershirt under your Oakland A's shirt. So does it count if it's an undershirt or does it have to be somewhat mm. visible for everybody? Good question. What do you guys think? I haven't thought about this. Well, I, I wear an undershirt one... for with, with most shirts, like my dress shirts and things like that. So I'm all, I always have an undershirt. So I would consider that. Uh, I'm, I mean, it could be one of those, like when you're getting dressed for the day, you put it on, you take a picture, say, hey, I've got this one on for today. But then you wear something else over it. I don't know, just something. No, yeah, I, I think if, you know, this is going to be a big deal. So if I'm out in public, I don't want people to see me with uh, uh, a Nike sweatshirt. And be mm -hmm. like, hey, aren't you the Hard Rock Cafe guy? And then I have to pull up my sweatshirt. So I think it's got to say Hard Rock Cafe across my chest um, at all yeah. times. So, but I may, I, if I'm wearing a Hard Rock Cafe sweatshirt, do I need to wear a Hard Rock Cafe shirt underneath that as my undershirt? Oh, no. My question. Okay. No, I don't no, think no, so. No, no, yeah. Okay. No. All right. No, I think you're glad, glad we cleared I, that up. I, I will say, I, we have had another guest on this show um, who I think you know very well, who on the 21st of September, Oh yeah, might not fully appreciate the Hard Rock shirt on the top layer. I'm just throwing that out there, something to put in the back of your mind. But we can talk more about that later. But uh, <laughs> I think she'll appreciate it. Oh, she... do you? <laughs> <laughs> it's I've seen I as you mentioned I did DJ weddings, so uh, I've seen a lot of a lot worse outfits. There's always one guy in jeans. And, yeah. uh, and, and usually like 50% of the time, one guy in shorts somehow. So yeah, I think if I'm, if I'm fully dressed with a tie and it just says hard rock cafe over on my breast pocket, I think, uh, I think I'll still look pretty fly. All right. We'll see how you go. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> so, all right. Hey, Dustin, you got any, uh, any last questions for Matt you'd like to throw out there? Well, I do want to ask since, uh, you know, the name of this episode, um, rings a bell to at least the three uh, of us here. Um, I, I think Matt should give us a little story on the, uh, the white horse. The white horse. Yes. Uh, <laughs> there's drinking involved, but not a lot. No. The year was 2013 and we were <laughs> at Alice's farm fest in honor of our grandma, Alice. Uh, I guess she was 85, 86. I think um, that's right. Yep. But we, uh, she lived in Millersburg, Indiana, and the largest town with a hotel that we could stay at was Goshen, Indiana, mm -hmm. which is actually like a cute college town. So we're all there, and Grandma goes to bed early, so we're all just back at the hotel. And I forget who suggested it, but it's like, hey, let's we should go check out the town. Let's go grab a few drinks in Goshen. Um, but uh, no college students there because it's June. So we 
we're looking at a few bars, everything looked kind of dead. We see one bar slash restaurant, huge on the side, it says family dining, which I still, <laughs> that's just like burned into my brain that this place <laughs> says family dining. And so we're like, well, this, this, this would be a cool chill spot to go to. And we walk in and I didn't see a lot of families there. What, what's your guys' recollection? None. I, I think it's None. Uh, very similar to yours. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There was so, there was no there was no children in the place. That's for sure. I was thinking it was a lot like it probably wasn't even that late. Um, no. I, it kind of reminds me of the scene in uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure when he goes into the biker bar and everyone's just looking at him. He, we're just total fish out of water in this bar. There's a lot of neck tattoos happening. A lot of uh, neck tattoos. <laughs> I remember those vividly. Yeah, and we're just. Uh, I don't know if we were seated at the table or if we chose this table, but there's just a large rectangular table in the middle of the main area. And we're just, we're, our group of like eight or nine people is just surrounding this table. And as we're sitting there, we got a few pitchers of beer and everybody around us is giving us very dirty looks. Um, menacing, would you say? <laughs> I would close to menacing. Yeah. 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 It just, it was, it was very uncomfortable. We could tell we, we weren't wanted there. I think, <laughs> Dustin, your wife, Angela, I remember just seemed unfazed by the whole thing. She was just slowly sipping her beer and the rest of us were kind of just looking around we're, on high alert. I rem- just, <laughs> go ahead. I remember it vividly. Like we're sitting there and I, like me, Nick, you, Brad, we're kind of just like looking around at our surroundings because <laughs> we are sitting smack dab in the middle of this place mm-hmm. and everybody's looking at us. And I look over at Angela and she's just kind of sitting yeah, there a great nonchalant drinking drinking a beer and we decided hey we should probably leave and angela's like why <laughs> <laughs> like you don't see well, what's going on she's like this i don't see anything okay <laughs> I, I, if i remember correctly when we went in there really weren't very many people there yeah that's true. there was a handful of people at the bar and we sat down and in the i don't know 30 minutes that we were there the place pretty much filled up and yeah. that's when we were definitely surrounded by a sea of piercings and bald head tattoos and <laughs> all sorts of, I, you know, maybe they were really nice people and nobody actually gave us like the slasher sign or anything. Right, didn't right, get right. quite, But uh, it wasn't, it, they silently let us know that this was probably not the bar we should be in any longer. Yeah, maybe and, we're at someone's table, like we're at the marquee table here in the middle. Maybe <laughs> someone's. I mean, I did stick it. to it. I remember that. So you know. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, eventually I was just like, Angela, you got to chug that beer. We got to get out of here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, uh, I do. I really appreciate her. Like, I wish I, I I could not be scared at a place like that. So yeah. well, I you know sometimes that sense of you know trepidation does serve you well. And does, maybe in yeah. that, I mean, I don't think anybody probably would have actually done anything to us. Right. But we didn't have another 15 minutes until somebody walked over and said, maybe it's time to call it a night. I mean, yes. somebody, somebody at some point would have <laughs> asked us to leave politely, pro- maybe politely. Definitely. Um, and it probably so, would have but, been the bartender. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. Doesn't yeah, want no any trouble. Doubt. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So, uh, the white yeah. horse. The white horse. So any yeah. there's several other bars throughout the America and the world that uh, are called White Horse. So we'll mm-hmm. always send each other photos and things when, whenever we encounter one. So yeah, I one sent in London, one, right? It was in Oxford, actually. Um, yeah, 
not uh, not too far from the you know uh, historic university center, but uh, yeah, lo- lots of white horses around here. Lots of red dragons, red lions, green dragons, white yeah. horses. I don't know, but uh, if you have any listeners in Goshen, Indiana, and they want to set the record straight, email Dustin and Don. Yeah, let us know. I mean, we would love to hear because at this point, you know, D four rides the white horse, baby. That's all it is. <laughs> Are you gonna put that song in? I don't think I own the copyright. <laughs> okay. I think it'd be worth it. Let's pay for it. <laughs> it might be worth the risk. I don't know. Well, hey, Matt, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having uh, thank me. Thank you for, for participating in the D4 Bull Bash, where yes. you are, I think, currently kind of right in the middle. I think you're four and four through eight, right? I haven't even I'm looked, but I, I, I don't expect to win, but you never know. You, you never know unless you're me, in which case I was say, you Nick, know you're Nick not doesn't expect win. to. Yeah, Nick doesn't man, expect it either. You'll have to listen to the last segment if you want to hear where the current standings are. But let's just say okay. I'm looking up. All right? That's all I'm saying. <laughs> all right. But well, Matt, uh, if, I, if I do win, have me on again, guys. This is fun. Absolutely will. And just know we always look up to you, sir. Oh, and, uh, thank you. We will be hard rocking it for you all throughout 2024. I appreciate it. Everybody go to fg4k.org slash Matt Rocks Shirts for more information. There it is. All right. Matt Houchin, everybody. All um, right. Love you guys. D4 Sports. I don't, I don't know, Dustin. I don't think we can top Matt Houchin. Uh, but once again, thanks, Matt, for, for being on. Um, good to talk to you. And we, we did mention in that segment the D4 Bull Bonanza. And Matt is currently uh, sitting at four and four. Uh, like, like, we, like we said earlier, there are 15 of you signed up. So thank you very much for that. And right now, Dustin, there is a six-way tie for first. Uh, of which you are a part at six and two. Um, I'm dead last. I am dead last at one and seven. That's I'm tough even, to do, even I'm blind. Even, I'm even below the two guys who joined late. And yes. I, I, and I mean, look, okay. I, I have not watched much college football this year, obviously, because it's hard to watch over here. It's almost impossible, in fact, but I followed it. And I didn't really feel like I picked any crazy games. I mean, I picked four games that weren't like the majority picked, right? And I look at it, and okay, the Georgia Southern, maybe that was a bad pick. They got, they got pretty much rolled. Two of my losses, Old Dominion and Louisiana, losing overtime. Thank you very much. I had to pick Cal because I had to pick Cal. You and had to pick Cal. I mean, frankly, if you were asking me and I was picking that with no, no rooting interest in it, I would have taken Texas Tech because I thought Texas Tech would win the game. But I took Cal because I took Cal. Um, and then Boise State. So, But I, I don't know, Dustin. I think at this point, all I can say is my ability to pick anything should be called into question. Dinner, what to drink in the pub, what shirt to put on, does this, does this outfit look good? don't ask me anything because I'm wrong basically at this point. I I, I don't know what to say. 2024 is your year. We'll go with that. (laughs) 
It can't get any worse. I mean, yeah. So anyway. Yeah. And and I do appreciate you staying up as, as long as you could for the Cal Tech game. Yeah. That was a very, very late game. Yeah. Um, I made started it off first... perfect for you, and then you went yeah. to bed. And then they were yeah. like, well, Nick's in bed, so we can give up now. Maybe that's what it was. Because, yeah, I, I made it until about 245. And I, was, and I couldn't see it. I couldn't watch it. I, it wasn't broadcast here, and I didn't have the ability to stream it. And uh, so I was just, like, following out of my phone and watching the late NFL game, and then I just gave up. So, but, yeah, I saw, but I got all the good parts for Cal. So, you know, there we go. So, uh, anyway, thanks, everybody, for playing. We'll keep you updated. Uh, big week coming up. Surely I've got to do better than one and seven this week. Surely. It can't, can't get any worse. Uh, DraftKings, Dustin, you beat me seven to three this week. Uh, three of those were college games, which you swept shock. Um, so you are, uh, 66 and 48 and four. So you're up. What is that? I don't know. I can't even count that high. You're up 18, 18. and up 13 in the family pick them because you picked Seattle. I don't even know what to say to that. And Carolina and Carolina. I, whatever. I'm just going to fall back to my to my standard line now. Thank goodness for the NBA. <laughs> Which you are dominating in. So congratulations on that. Thank you very much. It's makes it's a it's a uh a Pyrrhic victory, I guess I would say. But uh I went seven and one this week, so I am forty seven, sixteen and one overall. Uh you had a little rougher week this time. What, what was your what were you at this week? Two and six or three and five, something like that. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah, so. I, I did not have a solid week. Yeah, you're at thirty four and twenty nine, or or thirty five and twenty nine. So yeah, so I'm, I've, I've got a solid lead there. Doesn't count for anything in our contest because we didn't specify it up front. But there you go. Uh, Fantasy Premier League, no Erling Holland. Thank you very much, Man City, for doing that to everybody. Um, but I took that one forty one to thirty two, and. I'm up 61 in that overall. Continue to do pretty well. I'm doing really well in the games that I know nothing about. Go figure. I was just going to say my focus must be on the uh, ones that actually count. Yeah, that's probably what it is. <laughs> I would, you know, I'd feel a whole lot better if I wasn't trying, you know, but. Anyway. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, Millwall. Man, I, how many games are we going to give up a goal in stoppage time, to either lose or draw. And plus seven is late, 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 late. That's seven yeah. minutes past the 90 minutes that you have in a game. Um, just for the stoppage time, for those that don't know, it does go a little bit longer to make up for the minutes lost. Um, and Millwall went ahead, and it and seven even seems late, even with the new rules, um, yeah. that uh, to give up a goal that late just to, well, to draw. It was a penalty kick. I don't know if you saw that, but there was a, it was a handball in the box, and so they got a right. penalty kick. Yeah, terrible. But still, I, it just it, it's baffling right now at this yeah. point. So yeah, so we got a draw against Huddersfield, who we are tied for twentieth with, um, just two points above the relegation line. If it's any consolation, I did look up Millwall's under twenty one team, and they are in second place out of 21 teams. So they've got more wins than the, uh, the football club, but yep. you know, so yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll see if uh, they can turn it around because at this point, 
It, it's, it's not pretty, but Millwall, we're not going away. We are not going away. We are, we are here for you. D4 is along for the ride wherever you happen to take us. Um, and, uh, and we're going to support our Lions no, no matter what. But uh, That's right. we're making it hard. We're making it hard, boys. Boys from Bermondsey are making it tough on those of us with, uh, with, with an interest in the team. But um, all right, so let's go to the sports roundup, professional sports or college, I suppose. What do you, uh, you got anything outside the NFL at this point? Because I know we got plenty in the NFL to talk through, but uh, anything outside the NFL? Uh, no, I was just going to bring up the Tech Cal game, um, mm. not just because Tech won and beat your Bears, but mm. um, it was just a good game for them. Um, I mean, the beginning wasn't great. I mean, it was a fumble on the kickoff. Cal mm-hmm. scores, um, then I think I, it was going to be fourteen zero, but they went for it on fourth down, didn't get it, and then from there, uh, Tech kind of yeah. just rolled them. Um, but there have been some pretty good bowl games right now. I wish I could say I was really looking forward to the rest of the bowl season, but with like everybody sitting out, it's going to be tough. Um, <laughs> yeah. But the NBA, uh, they they unraveled the uh, in-season tournament banner for the Lakers, and they were all excited about that. And um, so now Christmas is coming up, so the real NBA season is about to start where people mm-hmm. start really playing for it. So uh, That's right. We'll see how it goes. Yep. Yeah, well, maybe the Lakers celebrated with a nice round of nojitos. Oh, probably. Uh, that is a solid go-to win for a win. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, well, let's jump in. NFL. I got one. I got one question for you. Who you got now? <laughs> the Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Before we actually get to seriously who you got now, because I know it's not the Raiders. As much right, as my brother, right, right. as much as my brother was happy this week, uh, Stewart, congratulations on your Raiders. But uh, Mike Falls, friend of D four, sent a question asking: Has there any uh, has there ever been a team that has done anything like that? Lose three to nothing one week and then go sixty three the next week. So, as we've talked about a lot on here, this took me down the rabbit hole. This was my rabbit hole for this week. The D four rabbit hole of the week was trying to figure out if any other team had done anything like this. And the short answer is not very much. <laughs> the 1973 Falcons beat the New Orleans Saints 62-7 to in opening week and then turned around and lost 31 to nothing in the next week. And that is pretty much as close as I can find to what the Raiders did uh, this week. The other one that's maybe close uh, is the Titans, in 2009, lost 59 to nothing to the Patriots. That's the game that Tom Brady threw six touchdown passes. I think he threw five touchdown passes in the first half in that game. It, um, the crazy, crazy blowout win. So, and actually, they, they they lost 59 to nothing to fall to 0 and 6 that week that year. The Titans had a bye week. They came back and beat the Jags 30 to 13, and actually ended up winning five straight and ended up eight and eight. Um, after that 59 nothing debacle but that's a heck of a turnaround yeah but i don't know raiders i i, I don't even know i i just was like I, I just really wish the chargers would have taken richard sherman's advice and just fired staley at halftime <laughs> that would have been awesome <laughs> that would have been that would have been great <laughs> i mean if staley wouldn't have been fired after that game i don't know what what we would have seen this year that was just they got beat. 
they got it handed to them. Yeah. Easton Stick, you know, we love you, but hmm, not your game. Actually, though, I did watch the replay of that game, and he actually didn't play that badly. I mean, they turned the ball over left and right. He had a couple of bad fumbles, but um, yeah. So, all right. So back to the original question. Who you got now in the NFL? I really, really don't know. Uh, I think I'm just going to stick with San Francisco right now. Um, McCaffrey's having an MVP year. And to be completely honest, the other guy that's having an MVP year is his quarterback. Mm -hmm. Um, Brock Purdy is definitely making a a huge statement. And it's going to be hard as great of a year as he's having to, (laughs) like, not give it to McCaffrey or Purdy and, and their teammates. I mean, that's what's crazy is to have two guys on a team that are both having MVP caliber years. Yeah. Uh, I, I would love to see Brock Purdy win it because of where he went in the draft. Oh, um, yeah. Absolutely. Getting picked last, Mr. Irrelevant. Like the title for getting picked last in the NFL draft is Mr. Irrelevant. Yeah. And to have that title, Mr. Irrelevant MVP. Like yeah. I think would be awesome. Back to back seasons, to, yeah, it would be phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. that would be so cool. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I would say right now it's the Niners. But there's some teams that when they're on, man, they are they're on like the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. But when they're off, holy cow, <laughs> they oh, yeah look awful. Yeah. I mean, what they did against the Bills. I mean, the ten points is not really ten points. I mean, it was no. thirty-one to three. Yeah, CD Lamb ran one in, um, yeah. but no, geez, it was, the Bills just took it to him. Absolutely. But the Bills, you don't know what they are. No, because they have laid an egg on a ball. I mean, hey, they lost straight up to the Patriots, so that's all you have to say to that, right? But yeah, I, I, I mean, the Niners are certainly the only team that I feel confident about right now. The Ravens, boy, I don't know. Still, I mean, they're solid and they're tough, and they find ways to win, but. You know, like we said, especially without Mark Andrews, just don't know. I just don't know about that. And they play the Niners next week. Yeah. No, that's going to be the game, right? I mean, and and like I said, the the beauty of it all is it is shaping up that I I don't know that anybody's going to get to rest. The only team I can see getting to rest is going to be the team who is like locked into a wild card but can't win the division or locked into a division championship but can't be the number one uh, number one seed, so can't get the buy, and they might rest, right? But it all depends, it, you know, because a lot of these these races are going to come down to the last week for who wins a division. But boy, yeah, I mean, the Dolphins, Dolphins are good, but we've seen the Dolphins, we've seen enough of the Dolphins not being good, and of course with Tyreek not a hundred percent, that changes them significantly. The Bills played a great game, but this is what they've done. They've played three or four great games, and they've played three or four terrible games. The Lions? How good do you feel about the Lions? I mean, on a good day, I feel great about the Lions. On a bad day, they, they I mean, you know, same deal. They have gotten rolled. So I don't even know. The Chiefs, the Chiefs are going to be competitive. You know that. But I, I don't know. I, it's, they've had their mishaps and, and their – oh yeah craziness and um so the chiefs i mean their defense has gotten better defense has actually won them some games this year but yeah you don't know what you're going to get with them either uh i think the lions looking ahead may be the only team that could potentially rest their guys um they win one more they win their division outright 
uh, which means um, they're in. So there's that, but everybody else they're I mean, it's going to be a close race. The Lions are 10 and four, right? So they're only one game out of the number one seed, right? With, with the Niners, correct? Uh, yes. Right. But in regard to their division alone, I mean, the, um, Vikings are seven and seven. So they'll, uh, with one win, they'll at least win their division. They're in. Um, but it depends, like you said, what the Niners do moving forward on the, the number one seed. Yeah. Well, and boy, the AFC North continues to be compelling with the Browns. Boy, winning a game they should not have won, but they're playing the Bears, so there you go. Um, uh, the, the Steelers are the only team that are just, I think, done. I, I mean, unless somehow they find offense, but I don't think that's happening. Uh, but the Bengals, I mean, who'd have thought the Bengals had a chance without Joe Burrow? Um, I don't, not anybody that I know of, but uh, the Browning is is doing a good job. Their defense is playing well enough, uh, looking solid. Um, (laughs) The Jets officially eliminated. So what are the odds of Rodgers playing? You keep hearing the stories. Oh, he's ready. He's going to go. What what, what do you put the odds at right now? Uh, They were really hoping to still be in contention. I can tell you that right now. Um, I think with them being mathematically eliminated, there's really no point to bring him back. Um, but at it's this all, point, it's you, irresponsible to do it, I think, but yeah. Yeah. Well, at this point, do you keep Zach Wilson? Well, okay. So this leads me to questions I had for you. Right. And this okay. gets okay. To, to the draft next year. Right. Mm-hmm. So right now, obviously Cardinal or the, the Panthers have the number one pick, but that's going to go to the bears. Right. Patriots mm-hmm. are number two. So, Cardinals, number three, right? And so I'm sitting here looking at teams, and I'm like, okay, who needs a quarterback? So what do you think? Let's play this out. Let's assume that the Panthers end up with the worst record and the Bears get the first pick. Do the Bears take a quarterback, or do they stick with Justin Fields? I think they got to go with the quarterback, and here's why. Yes, Um, they tried this with uh, Mitch Trubisky. Um, I know he doesn't have the, he doesn't have the legs that Justin Fields has. Right. So that's the, that's the thing with Justin Fields is that he's got his running ability to beat you. Um, but I don't feel, and obviously this season shows it that he's their guy. Um, and you can, you can say scheme, you can say his receivers, even though DJ Moore is great. Cole commits great. Um, but I, I don't think he's the guy. Um, and that's kind of what Trubisky is. And they brought in Justin Fields to take Trubisky's spot. Yeah, and... but see, I, I don't – I don't. when I look at Trubisky and I look at Fields, I don't see two comparable players. I think Fields has so much more potential and upside and has actually played pretty well at times this year. Now, at some times, he's played terrible. But honestly, I, I feel the same way about Jordan Love. But I don't think the Packers need a new quarterback. But well, I'm not saying they're the same player. I'm saying it yeah. could be the same story. Yeah, you give up on Fields that quick though, because if you take a guy uh, number one, you got to play him, right? Or I mean, I guess you could make. So here's the thing: what if the Bears want to say, okay, well, we'll 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 take Caleb Williams number one, right? And we'll give him some time, and we'll start Fields. What if Fields all of a sudden now comes out and plays great? 
What do you, how are you going to, you're just going to keep Caleb Williams on the bench. You're going to turn around and trade him. You trade your number one overall pick. I, how do you do that? I mean, the, the Niners did it, didn't they? With Trey Lance. But Trey Lance hadn't played. And, and when he did, he didn't play well. Right. I, I don't know. I, boy, if I'm the bears, I'm thinking if I trade out, trade out of that number one pick, They've already you had could get a first, lot though. They've already got two first rounders because they got their own. So right. they could they could have three first round picks. Potentially. Right. And if you trade that number one spot, you get, I mean, the sky's the limit really then for yeah. them as an yeah. organization. Um, I mean, who would you trade it for? Uh, I mean, you could even I don't know. God I don't even well, know, yeah. So this is this is where I was going. Okay, so then the next obvious team, the Patriots. <sighs> Patriots have to take a quarterback. I mean, oh, they have to. They have to. I mean, they could take Maserati Marv, but I mean, because they they need a weapon, right? But boy, it, I mean, they, yeah, I don't know. But so, but so they have to. They have to. They yeah, they're not taking. They're not taking Harrison. They're not going to take Harrison. Do the Cardinals stick with Murray? Uh, I don't. He's think got it's the a big contract. De- He's got the big contract. I don't think it's a wise decision to yeah. keep Murray. And that's coming from a fan standpoint and yeah. just a football, what football knowledge I have. I'm not going to say I'm knowledgeable, but what football knowledge sure. I have. Um, I think you, but the Cardinals don't have much at any position except for no. McBride, who kind of came out of nowhere this year. Yeah. Um, yep. You know, Zach yep. Ertz gets hurt. McBride steps up. Boom. Here you go. Ertz is off the team. Um, yeah. You've got a serviceable running back in James Conner. He's a, Top 20 back, you know, yeah, he's solid. I'll give you that. Yeah. yeah. Um, you've got Hollywood Brown, but he hasn't done anything this year. Uh, no. Dorch is another receiver who hadn't done anything this year. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you don't have, have anybody. Yeah. They've got an okay defense, but nothing yeah. that you're really going to write home about. Some good yeah. linebackers, uh, some good guys yeah. on the back end. But you have a lot that you need. Yeah. So... Maybe okay. you stick with Kyler for a couple more years yeah. to get some other pieces in, and then maybe Kyler's game steps up because you've got these other guys that try to yeah. build. I don't know. Which route do you go? Because that's a Card- fork in the Cardinals road. could be a definite trade-down team. Yes, yes. Yeah. Okay, so let me run through some other teams. I'm going to just go quick, and you just give me yes or no on quarterback, and, and, uh, and, and uh, you, you, we'll just go with that. Vikings. Yes, need a quarterback. Yeah. We already said the Patriots. Jets. Uh, yes, need a quarterback. Even if it's for one or two years, if Aaron Rodgers stays, you got to get rid of Zach Wilson and Boyle's not your guy. Mm-hmm. The Giants. Yes. <laughs> Daniel Jones. And they just gave Daniel guy. Jones a contract. What are they going to do? I understand with that? that. I understand that, but. That's so much dead uh, cap money. Atlanta. That's, that's terrible. Atlanta. Yeah, Atlanta needs one. Atlanta needs a lot. Let's be honest, not just at quarterback. But, yes, you need a new quarterback. Unless you're going to go Desmond Ritter and hope he does well, but they decided against that for next week. <laughs> oh, did they, oh, I didn't see that. Did yeah, Heineke's starting. Yeah. Yep, yep. Wow, okay. All right, Tampa. No, nah, keep Mayfield. I'm not a oh. – hey, I, I'm not a Mayfield guy. Again, mm-hmm. college, lots of stories on, yeah, on yeah, why yeah. I'm not. But I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying what I'm seeing. With him. So stick with him for a little bit. Okay. New Orleans. Ah, that's a tough one. <laughs> that, that's a tough one. 
Uh, Derek Carr wasn't the guy in uh, Las Vegas. I don't know if he's the guy in New Orleans, but he's a serviceable quarterback for for now. Yeah. Serviceable. Yeah. Seattle. I like Geno. You do. Um, See, I not, don't like Geno. He's not going to take you to the promised land. Yeah. But well, so then what are you writing? He's better that? than Derek Carr, and Derek Carr is serviceable. Yeah, you but, need but some so, other pieces in Seattle. You got Walker. You got Metcalf. You got Lockett. You got Smith and the Jigba. You've got a eh, defense is all right. You can. I mean, it's not. Uh, but if if Geno's not the guy to get you to the promised land, why do you keep him? Because you have too many other weapons. I don't who's know. Gonna, who's going to take? That's him? a tough one. I don't know. I you know, maybe the Vikings. Um, the Broncos. They they need a lot too. So uh, they, I don't think are, Russell, are you, Russell Wilson's your guy though. No, you're not riding with Russ. Okay. How? And no. this is an easy one. The Steelers. Yes. <laughs> Pickett. I, has Pickett done enough to get another year? I think he has. I think Pickett has done enough this year. May, maybe another, another year. year. Yeah. Uh, Cowboys. <laughs> no. No, I know they don't, but man, yeah, no. Dak's still getting a lot of flack. Uh, you know, they're well, having sure. a great a great year, but yeah. there's there's those games that and everybody's but like, see, "Show me what you can do in the playoffs, too." So. I mean, the, but the Cowboys are just they are lining it up. They're lining it up like a snooker player here, baby. They're 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 going to have the rack set right in front of them. They're going to go to the playoffs and they're going to do like they've done in every other big game this year. I mean, it's just but, drop look, it. Man. I picked it so they'll win the Super Bowl. But, you know, I, that's the, they are. I mean, I haven't seen anything teed up this brilliant since my kids played T-ball for them to go out and maybe they win the wild card round. They don't they don't make the championship game. Right. I, I mean, anyway. All right. Let me give you the bad and the bad. I was thinking the good, the bad and the ugly, but I just got the bad and the bad. The commander's defense has given up 423 points this year. Only the Broncos who given up 351 and, oh, by the way, gave up 70 in one game. And the Cardinals, who given up 376, have even given up more than 350. They're 50 points worse on defense. They're, they're really 75 points worse on defense than every other team in the league. That's bad. That's bad. And the other bad? My Patriots on offense. 186 points. The Giants... Remember, 40 to nothing, 30 to nothing, right? How <laughs> they opened up, right? Uh, I have scored 189. The Jets, with Zach Wilson, have scored 201. The Panthers have scored 206. And the Steelers have scored 223. The Steelers' offense has outscored the Patriots by 40 points this year. <laughs> I mean, and Steelers' offensive football is bad. Those are the only teams under 250. So the Patriots are 75 points worse than basically the entire rest of the league on offense. I think I heard a stat that Raheem Mostert has more rushing touchdowns than the Patriots offense. Well, he's got 18. He's got yeah. 18. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man. Rough. The bad and the bad. Absolutely. All right. I got, I got, I got, I got too much. I, I had too much prep. But so tidbits, trivia question. Some NFL trivia for you. Let's see. Who has the most runs of 20-plus yards in the NFL this season? Running back. Who has the most runs of 20-plus yards? I'm going to go with a chain. 
No, uh, uh, Jameer Gibbs. Ah, Jameer Gibbs. Yeah, I figured. I figured there was too much uh, in the backfield there, but uh, you would think. Where does Kyron Williams, running back for the Rams, rank in in the order of uh, most yards rushing this year? Fourth. He is fourth, with only ten games at nine hundred and fifty three yards. Yeah, with, he is uh, playing spectacular. First in yards per game. First in yards per game. Who has the longest average reception by a wide receiver in the NFL this year? Tyreek. Nope. He's actually not even like the top five or six. Brandon Ayuk, 18 and a half yards per reception this year. Tyreek's yeah. at 15.9, which is pretty impressive. And last one. Oh, well, I get two more. These aren't, these aren't trivia because you'll never get them. The Colts have forced a turnover now in 19 straight games. The next closest team is at seven. 19 straight games with a takeaway for the Colts and Carolina. How many plays do you think they have run in the fourth quarter with the lead this year? 14 plays. You think 14? No, zero. <laughs> they have not run a single offensive play in the fourth quarter this year with the lead. They've won both of their games on last second field goals to take the lead. That's the only way they've won games. They have not run a single offensive play in the fourth quarter with a lead the entire season. Wow. That's yeah. a, that's part of the bad, bad and the bad too. That, yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> we got a lot of that. All right. So that, sorry, I'm just blowing out stats here. Cause I just had so much, so much stuff. You, you got any last thoughts on the NFL this week? No, nah, I think we've covered quite a bit. I know we can always cover more, but, uh, yep. you know, time runs short sometimes. All right. About time to wrap this show up. All right, Dustin, let's bring the show home. We've had our time. At the bar today, hitting it hard with your kombucha and your uh, was it the the, the nojito, which uh, clearly you loved. You finished it, right? You drank the whole thing, didn't you? I did finish it, which is surprising. Um, but I'm gonna power through all of them, like you said. Don't want to waste it. Kind of like that uh, pumpkin beer I had a long time ago. That was a dollar or twenty five cents, or I don't remember now. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, just gonna. Just going to power through and well uh, finish it somehow. Yeah. Special thanks to Matt Houchin for sending those. Matt was our guest earlier, and um, we will put in the links to the show, um, a link to uh, the website for his uh, Guitars for Kids, free Guitars for Kids that he's fundraising for with his uh, Hard Rock T-shirt uh, challenge of 2024. We want to thank everybody for listening. Um, before we go, and you know, uh, we are going to do a closing shot here, but like we always say, give us a like, give us a share, give us a shout out on social. We'd really appreciate it. Dustin, give me your parting shot for the week. Parting shot, uh, tennis real fast. Uh, mm -hmm. read that, uh, Kyrgios mm -hmm. no longer wants to play tennis. <laughs> <laughs> That may surprise you. It may not. Uh, well, I think he you just can tell said, from my reaction. I'm not yeah. shocked. Well, he said he's tired. Oh, that's too yeah. bad. It must be rough yeah. to be, what is he, 24, 25, traveling the world, playing a sport, being a celebrity. 
I can see how that'd make you tired. So it, it he's he has played one match in the last fourteen months. <laughs> uh, he is no longer ranked in the world. He's twenty eight years old, but he admits that he is exhausted. If it was up to me, I don't really want to play anymore, to be honest. I have to almost keep playing. I've got so much more to give, but for me, I don't feel like playing anymore. I'm exhausted. I'm tired. I've had three surgeries now, and I'm only 28. I want to have a family and the pain. I want to be able to walk without pain. Okay. Uh, Wow. There's a lot to unpack there. There's a lot to unpack. Look, I acknowledge professional athletes – you, you you pay for it with your body. There's no question. No matter what sport you play, you know, in tennis, it's going to be your feet. It's going to be your knees, maybe a back, shoulder, wrist, a lot of stuff you can hurt. But what's 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 the, if it were up to me, last time I checked, tennis was an individual sport. Is someone yeah. requiring yeah, it's him up to, to him. play? <laughs> yeah, it's up to him. I mean, Australia is not uh, one that's like, no, you have to play. Yeah, what? what uh, holy smokes. Nick Kyrgios. Wow. 28. And he's just had enough. Yep. That's my final shot. Well, that's a, that's a pretty good one. I, uh, I, I, I threw a lot of mine out earlier, but I, I will uh, follow it up with Tyreek Hill. Uh, missed last Sunday's game. He's at 1,542 yards with three games left. He needs 153 yards per game to get to 2,000. 141 a game just to get the record, just to tie Calvin Johnson. So he has got himself an uphill battle because uh, Miami doesn't doesn't have an easy schedule the rest of the way. They they get uh, Dallas, Baltimore, and Buffalo, three of the uh, tougher teams in the league. So you're a betting man, Dustin. Are you are you taking Tyreek for two thousand? Tyreek two K. I'm taking taking the under. Uh, do I think that Tyreek has the potential? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Oh, if he's healthy. Uh, yeah. Yes. Do I think that he'll do it? No. Um, what I will say about the schedule you just read off is that will tell us who Miami really is. Oh, yeah. You know, moving Absolutely. forward, if they have, if they're healthy and have Tyreek and Waddle and most yeah. of the chain, yeah. that'll tell us. But to get the 2000, I mean, what a great feat, right? To be able to say yeah. that. And then arguably, uh, Calvin Johnson, the greatest receiver. Uh, I know you got Jerry Rice, right? Yeah, I get that. Um, but but Calvin Johnson to do to do what he did, um, yep. And to to have the availability, Tyreek to get there again, yep. it could be a stretch, but yep. it's still in the conversation. Just don't think it's the year to do it. Yeah, well, and it's it's tough. I mean, you know, it's it's almost like if this isn't his year, what year is right? Because he's definitely been the focal point of that offense. But yeah, I don't know. I I'm. I, I think it's going to be the under two. I, I, I just don't – I think those three teams are going to put up too much uh, too much resistance to them this year. But uh, uh, no doubt that gives us definitely something to watch for the next uh, couple of weeks. So, uh, well, hey, Dustin, I don't know when we're going to record next. we got the holidays coming up. we got families traveling around. We'll hopefully try to sneak something in, but no question. Before I talk to you again, uh, in this format anyway, we will have celebrated Christmas. So Merry Christmas, Dustin, to you and to your family. Merry Christmas to you as well. I know you've got the kids coming in. and uh, The whole family be, coming to London? It'll yep. be a fun time for you guys. Absolutely. It's going to be a great time. And we will say Merry Christmas uh, to all who celebrate, for all of our listeners. And uh, if we don't talk to you between now and then, Happy New Year. And we will definitely... 
uh, be carrying you through the rest of uh, this this season in the NFL and the NBA. Come on, Millwall. We're doing it. We're doing it all. And uh, until, until we talk again, thank you, D4 listeners, friends of D4, and we will say goodnight. D4 Sports is brought to you by Don and Dustin and by our sponsors, Sports and Day Drinking. Special thanks go to Trey Klein for providing the music behind D4 and all our friends and family for supporting us throughout this episode.